You're listening to the Monumental Me Mindshare Podcast. We're collecting stories and having conversations with real people who inspire us to thrive in life. Thinkers and doers and people like you. This is Liana Slater of Monumental Me. Today I'm speaking with Renee Barletta, partner at KCD, a fashion services agency, including clients like Balmain, the CFDA, Maison Bargiella, and many more. She has a very cool job in public relations and fashion and a long successful career. Renee says she grew up at KCD, having worked there for 21 years. She's driven by hard work, resilience, and curiosity, and she addresses how to get into and thrive in this industry, all relevant to any industry. Thanks for listening. I think you have network and and look at it and say, oh, I know so-and-so who's in this industry and I want to break into this industry and I'd love to understand what they do. I think you have to tap into that and not be afraid to say, hey, I love what you're doing. Do you have a few minutes to spare to just tell me about your industry, what it is you do, how did you get started? Again, going back to the mentor idea, I think it's important to look at people that you admire and what they're doing and and reaching out. I think you have to really tap into that because you, there might be somebody right under your nose who who might be able to give you some advice on how to get how to get involved. If it's an industry that you love, you have to immerse yourself in it. Yep. Read what's happening in, in in the trade publications and and know who are the up and coming new talents. Yeah, do your homework. That that's important. One hundred percent. There you go. You just summed it up. Let's go back to the beginning and hear what Renee does and hear how it all started. Thank you so much for having me, Liana. I'm so happy to be here. So we are a full-service fashion media relations agency founded 35 years ago. And we have a full-service approach, meaning from media relations to creative services. We have a digital team as well as consulting that we do across many categories, fashion and lifestyle brands. And that means everything from working directly with clients on a day-to-day basis. We have clients that we work on from more of a project basis, whether that is launching brands or coming up with creative concepts for launches, fashion shows, store openings, etc. So it's really the full gamut of servicing these clients. We have offices um, in New York, in Paris, in London, and in Los Angeles. And I have been with the agency, it's coming up on 22 years now. So I've really grown up at KCD. It's been an incredible experience. We have just an incredible team. It's very highly strategic and creative approach that we take. Mm-hmm. And we have these different divisions that can all come together. And so it just it's really that approach of very full service when working with our brands and our clients. So I think that's been something that has been just an incredible experience and in learning. 
is really having access into this team that, you know, really specializes in, in the different areas. You've touched on so many important things. I love the fact that you've, you've grown up in with this same company. I think that that is very special and unique. And I want to ask you a little bit more about that mm-hmm. in a minute, because I think it's rare that people do stick with one company for long term. For now. So let's yeah, there's come- such a value to it. Yeah, know? yeah, definitely. And I want to come back to that. But I want to kind of start with something fun, because I think this is a very demanding career. I think that it sounds very sexy. You just mentioned fashion shows and I know you get to go to the Met Gala and it sounds very fun. Um, But as I said, I I know it's very demanding too, but maybe if we could start out with the positives and then I want to hear more about what is demanding and how you work through that. But Mm -hmm. what what can you share that really kind of illustrates uh, to kind of really get people to understand the business side of this glamour? Well, I think there's so many experiences, right? And there's so many, you know, nothing is ever the same. It's it's never a cookie cutter season of fashion shows or events. I think it's, you know, there it, there's routines to what we do, but it's also and sometimes things look like the same, but they're never really the same. So, I think that's that's an important part of approaching whether it's fashion week or it's an event or it's it's something that that you're doing. I think we have to like always look at it with fresh eyes. And the, the beauty of it is there's going to be, there's going to be projects that go seamless and there's going to be projects where things don't go as planned. Right. So I think that is kind of the way there's a very seasoned approach. I think you have to take with, with these events and shows and parties that we do. And I think the beauty in it is, is really, you know, leaning into things that, go off without a hitch. And then things that perhaps, as I said, don't go as planned, you really have to kind of look at it and and be resilient and say, okay, well, what can we do? We got to keep persisting and be resilient and just keep going. So I think that's with, with anything that we do. I mean, there's there's no real sense of a routine way of approaching it. So I think that's really important to note is that whether it's fashion week and it's a show that you've been working on for 10, 15 years, it's always going to be approaching it from this curious, this curious mindset and, and really, you know, looking at, okay, what works and, and how do we, you know, adapt to things that are changing? If that makes sense. Yeah. I think that also explains how you've, you've been doing this for so long and yeah. you're so successful at it. That curiosity. I, I, t- tell us more about that because I think that's so important in keeping things interesting and, and for younger people well, not yeah. feeling the need to move away from a specific company. I think there's, there's the, the value in, in having a career somewhere for a lengthy period. Is, Absolutely. It's not only the deep relationships with your mentors, with your colleagues, which, you know, that creates and cultivates this environment of of support and trust and encouragement. But it's just, it's also not having to adapt to each new job or company, right? It's, it's like having a front row seat, if you will, at a company's inner workings. There's, mm-hmm. there's a greater understanding of the big picture. It's having this full circle approach. And I just think having more exposure to many different experiences, there's ultimately going to be more opportunities for professional development. I I think that's really, really something of value. And I also feel being able to grow professionally with a company or a job, you have the great value of this 
sense of purpose from mentoring, right? Whether it's mentoring younger colleagues or advising young talent or young clients, it, there's something really rewarding about cultivating their growth, I have yeah. to say. And, and I that, think well, that, that feeds comes, you, right? That, that keeps you yeah, and going to help others. It does. It yeah. does. And I think it again, again, I mean, it's like if you're, you have this longstanding career at one company, I think it, you have to really have that curious approach to things. I think you can't get stuck in a routine. Definitely. You know, and nothing really ever is the same, right? I mean, it's, it can look like it and it could feel like it, but you have to look at it with fresh eyes, I think. Right. That's what feeds it, right? Yes. It's, that's what feeds it. And then you have this wonderful foundation of it, it's, it, you don't have to adapt if you, you know, keep moving and changing, you know, right. it, you have these relationships have that, that you continue to absolutely. cultivate. So, and you absolutely. work with a variety of brands and obviously you probably have longstanding clients and, you know, exactly. new clients, but so that keeps it interesting as well. But even the longstanding clients, they need to change with the times and they're looking to you probably to help with that. We saw that if anything coming out of after the pandemic, there's this more fluidity and flexibility to take a different approach. You know, there's not one formula. I don't think there ever is this one cookie cutter formula, but I think even now more so than ever, it's about focusing on what works, what what's more individualized, what's more personal way. And I think there's you, 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 there's more access to outside of the box opportunities. And that mm-hmm. keeps things fresh too, because it's about understanding new ways to work, new ways to do things. So I think now more than ever, there's that, there's that opportunity to prioritize. The opportunity is coming from, from the pandemic that people are willing to try new things. To Absolutely. Keep, okay. Yes. That makes yeah, sense. And I think it's, it, there is this idea of things could be more fluid, more flexible. It, it's yes. taking a different approach. Isn't as extreme as, as may have felt, you know, prior to all of this, it's about doing, doing what's right for you and, and having that approach that, you know what, that, that, that's going down a new lane is, yeah. is more interesting. So let me, know. let me just understand that. So the fashion industry has that before COVID, did you think that that is an industry that was quite set in its ways and ways of doing things? Or do you think it was becoming more innovative in recent years, even before the pandemic? I think, yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it, it definitely was, you know, heading in that direction because I think it, especially with with how things have changed with everything digitally, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the landscape changed. And I think people were really exploring new ways of doing launches or exploring new ways of, of showing a collection. I mean, I think that was, it, it was kind of bubbling up. But I think after coming out of the, the past 18 months, I think when we had to go digital, yeah. When there wasn't in real life events or shows, it was really, it kind of accelerated that, that notion of what's a, what's a new way and outside of the way box that we can do this to reach the audience. So I think it was, it was kind of organically going in that direction. And then I think it just, things just accelerated because we, it was really having to adapt quickly. Like, how do we get our message out there? How do we show our, our products or launch our collection 
it's interesting because I think it was quite successful for people. They just kept kept moving forward. Again, it's that idea of like being resilient and keep moving forward and not, you know, being so line in the sand, this is the only way to do it. I think that applies to just really everything too, is just saying, how can we look at this with fresh eyes and bring something, something that feels new? And that, that's what I love about you and your approach to your work is that you're comfortable with change. And I think a lot of people, yes. no matter what age, have a very hard time with change. And COVID yes. was a big disruptor and creator of, of change. So yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just think that just keeps things more interesting. And I think it also is a challenge. It's yep. challenging. It's like, but you can easily get set in your ways and say, this is, you know, only way to do something. I think it's, it, it creates that challenge just creates more excitement and an interesting new way definitely to look at something. So let's go back. Can you tell us how you got into this industry? You went to Parsons. Did. How did you choose that? And, and did I you did. always know that this was something you wanted to do? <laughs> or always, you know, when did you know? <laughs> well, I always knew I wanted to work in fashion. I mean, that's just something from when I was young. My mom was really always had fashion magazines around the house and she worked in fashion. And it was just something that I knew I loved and I wanted to be a part of. I didn't know how to get there though. I have to be honest. I just, just knew that that was something that really got me excited. And I knew I wanted to live in New York. I grew up in Pennsylvania and we would take trips into the city few times a year. And I just, I just loved it. I loved the energy. It felt exciting uh, it just felt like there were so many possibilities. And so I I kind of knew that was the lane that I wanted to go in, moving to New York and working in fashion. And I loved the idea of, of being in, in school around creatives. So I seeked out Parsons and moved to New York when I was 18 years old and have never left. Mm-hmm. And it was there where I was exposed to so many creatives, whether my roommates who were studying fashion design or photography or, or art history. And it just, it just opened my eyes to just the possibilities of all these different creative fields. And then through in, an internship, I had an internship at a small PR firm and that happened to do these really large scale events. And I was hooked. I just was so excited to be a part of pulling together an event and being part of the whole experience for me was just, I was sold. I was like, okay, that is definitely the lane that I want to go down. Mm-hmm. And then through there, I, after graduating from Parsons, I got my first job at Barney's New York. And, you know, and that's really where I think the, the fashion, that was really the moment where I was like, oh yeah, this is my world. This is so exciting. And I worked in the creative services department there and it was just this incredible exposure and experience to working with the advertising team and the window display team and just being on the floor of the store and just the excitement of, of the events that we did and the new collections that would come in. And that's really where I, I, I have to say, I, I really, really found my way. And I was like, okay, this is definitely a, a career that I want to, I want to grow in PR. 
and in events. And yes, and I, I stayed there quite long too. I think, you know, that was my first job out of college. I think I was there for six years. Mm-hmm. And again, just took that opportunity to grow and learn from mentors that were there. I still remember my days there very fondly and just getting that exposure yeah. um, to these great events and to these great... I remember my boss at the time would go to Paris and Milan for the shows and he'd come back and, and with just like thousands of pictures, like real pictures that I would organize in a binder and see the, see the runway, see the, see the clothes. And I was like, my gosh, that is like, you know, what an experience. And then many years later, having the opportunity myself to go and be working the shows, it just, it, it just came full circle. So I have to say, I think there's a lot of, and I tell my kids this all the time, I think, you know, internships are just such a key to just getting your eyes on all different kinds of jobs. I, I think that is 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 so important. Yeah. Just to get to a sense of all different. Try it all. It, Try yep. it all. Find something that you're really going to be passionate about. And understand because, the industry and know how to yeah. kind of talk to yeah. people and relate to the people that are, that might help you. Absolutely. And yeah. and also the relationships. Yep. You know, I, I'm still friendly with the, the people who had the agency of my very first internship when I was 19 years old. So I think there's that too. But I think it's just having that exposure and experience to so many to take advantage of that. Absolutely. And and unpaid as well as paid, right? Do you think young people need to hear that you should be willing to do an unpaid internship or has that shifted in recent years at all? I think it's like if it's if it's something that's an incredible opportunity, right? I think you have to look at it from that point of view, right? Of course, it's, it's wonderful if, if there's, if it's a paid internship, sure. But I think if it's, and if it's, if you're going for an experience that is like something that's, you're incredibly excited about, and it's, you know, there's a passion for whatever it is, I think, I think you have to, you can't like exclude that as a, as a possibility. Yep. Yep. Because you just never know, right? It could be like, it could lead to, to a, a real job. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I point that out because I think now when people talk about equity and, and that it's unfair that some uh, students can't afford an unpaid internship and actually that is correct, but there's also, there are ways out there, there, there are subsidies that you can apply for, or you could, it's like being an actor. You could have your night job as a babysitter or a, a waitress or a waiter. Um, and then you can do an internship that will really get you ahead too. So I, that's why I just think it's important to touch on this because that's a topic I hear about recently. And I, but I think that you you need to you ju- people do need to be creative in how to get experience and sometimes it comes with an unpaid internship. Yeah, and I agree. I totally agree with you. That's that's a very good point. I think then you have to look at it and say, okay, but what can I do that can bring some money in? And it is. It's like, do you have something on the side? Right. But I, I I just think it's it, you really. If it's something that you're very interested in and it's something that gets you excited and it's a passion, I think give it a go. Even do a short term. Yep. Do a short term. You know, give yourself, you know, some time to to experience that and then, you know, move on. And and but I I I think it's just to to exclude it, it, I just think is, you know, there could be something there 
that leads to something bigger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Maybe a couple of internships that did that too. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. And I think it just, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you're learning. It's a learning. Exactly. Yep. You know, given the take. And I would, exactly, exactly. So that's just a little bit of, of, you know, background, but I, I do feel that I think my early experiences through my internship and, and my first job, like just really, really helped pave the way to ultimately where, where I am now, yeah. focused on PR. And I'm still excited about going a, to a fashion show and, you know, doing an event. So I think there, I think there's something there that kind of, you know, ignited early on. Yeah. Well, and that's so great that you are still excited to go to work every day and do what you do and stuff. So that's, that is inspiring. Um, so I want to go back. You, you mentioned mentors a, a couple of times and that's mm-hmm. people talk about mentors all the time. And and so if you can talk a little bit about how people, younger people can find mentors and, and how to go about that, that it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you advise mm-hmm. on on finding that relationship with different people that can help you? Well, I think it's about, again, I think it just goes back to putting yourself out there, right? And and again, I, I hate to keep using an internship as, as a, an example, but I think it's about having different experiences and meeting different people and cultivating relationships, whether it be, I, I mean, my first mentor is somebody that I still lean into and and I still love to just reach out once in a while and say, what do you think about this? Or I I think it's about keeping yourself open to meeting people and cultivating relationships and finding somebody that takes you under their wing. It's about finding somebody who gives you constant encouragement or just, just kind of is somebody that you always feel okay. They they are so supportive, and and I don't know where you can. I I don't think there's like one answer of where you find that. I think it just it organically there's chemistry. You find somebody and and there's that chemistry, and it's it's you just know okay that's my person, mm. and that could be found whether it's even even a colleague or it it could be a boss, it could be a teacher. It could be, I, I think it could come from anywhere. It's just about that chemistry and that relationship. And some of my colleagues are even my mentors. I have to say, I don't. I feel like you don't look in one place for it. I think mm-hmm. it just kind of comes from whether it's a friend who's in your industry that is just somebody who always has an open ear for you. Or like I said, I've been at KCD for 22 years now and some of my partners are my mentors, you know, some of my teachers from when I was at Parsons that I'm still in touch with are, are somebody that I love to tap into. And, and I have so much respect for them as, as an early, early mentorship. So I, I think it, I think it, it, it can really come from anywhere. I think you have to be open to it. Yep. That's, I, I think there's not just one mentor either. I think mm-hmm. there could be even outside of outside of work, people who just really, you know, give you give you that support and and encourage you. Yeah, 
for the personal well-being <laughs> that we talk about. It's yeah, like, from different areas. That's from really professional to wellness to mm-hmm. right. Like it's kind of like you have your people. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, I love it's the idea of peer mentoring, and that's something that we're doing with Monumental Me is peer groups. And I've done that personally. I've had a personal board, or people call it different things. I have a structured group of six. Then we meet monthly, and, and it's more structured. But you can do it in a very casual way too, as you just said. It might be your colleagues at work, or just people you look towards for different needs. And I think that's something that people should talk more and more about, and just tapping into that, and maybe creating that for yourself if you don't have it. Yeah, that's a good question. I often think for my teenagers, you know, who are they going to, who's their mentor, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always asking that of them. They have advisors at school or, or what have you, but I think it's, I think it's something that you have to, you have to cultivate that, if that makes sense. Find your people. And hearing that early on, because I think that took me a while. I mean, I yes. would reach out to people and I can look back and say, oh, that person was my mentor. But quite honestly, when I look back at my early professional career, there were people who influenced me, but I didn't feel like I had a mentor. Exactly. And I just love that yeah. idea if you're encouraging your teenagers to make that, just make that a priority. You know, make yeah. sure you have people who you can turn to. And um, yeah. it doesn't have to be an assigned advisor in school. It can be other people you come across. So that's, yeah. that's great. Go ask somebody that you feel comfortable with what they think, you know, how, what would they do? Right. I think that's important, you know, is, is, and it's somebody that you're comfortable with somebody where the chemistry just feels like a natural, you know, a natural fit. Right. So I, I think, I think it could come from so many different ways, but you just have to, you have to be open to it. Yes. And I, I think there's something really powerful in, in also saying, I need help, right? I, I need your advice. I need help. You and know, I, I, skill, we don't, I think we I, don't. I, yeah. And, and even still having, you know, um, kids, I always say, it's like, you don't have to know everything. It's okay mm-hmm. to say, you know what, let me get back to you. I, I don't have that answer. Right. Right. That's a good, that is very good advice. Well, I think it's really, I, I use that still. It's okay not to have all the answers because yeah. not every situation is the same. Right, right. But practice that kind of phrasing and how to talk to people about that and say, I think just that what you just said, the verbiage of I will get back to you or, or yeah, let me yeah. look into that or you give me a couple of days and I'm happy to look into that. Um, yeah. Important tools. I mean, really, this is stuff that I wish I, I had heard as a teenager. I, you know, I think same. that's still very young, but in your 20s, your early 20s, that's why I think this is so important. What you're sharing now is even when people have already started off on their career path, it's like, it's still, it's just important to hear all of this. All yeah. Of so lean into your colleagues or lean into your, you know, your supervisors. And I think you're just learning constantly if you approach it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's back to that curiosity and, and wanting to learn, uh-huh. and to learn, which is what I love about you that, yeah, this is <laughs> so great. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to share just about your industry. You've really covered a lot. This is super helpful. But even one last question there is just getting into the industry. So if somebody was coming out of college and they, mm-hmm. they haven't done, maybe, and they could still do internships, I think you can do that at any age, actually. But maybe talking to somebody who has already been to college, didn't go to Parsons or have a major that was really as specific as, as fashion or PR. What would you tell them now, somebody else in, in their in their twenties? I think it's I think first of all, you have to really 
dive into whatever industry it is that you're passionate about, right? So that's reading trade publications, having a real sense of what is going on in the industry. I think that's really key. And I think with that, I think it's, again, it goes into tapping into whether it's, as we said, internships, but also like just networking, right? Like if you know somebody who's, I've had so many friends who say, oh, my daughter just graduated and she's very interested in, in what you do. And would you would you take a call with her? I think, I think that's that there's that, like, I think you have network and, and look at, look at it and say, Oh, I know so-and-so who's in this industry and I want to break into this industry. And I, I'd love to understand what they do. I think you have to tap into that and not be afraid to say, Hey, I love what you're doing. Do you have a few minutes to spare to just tell me about your industry? What it is you do? How did you get started? Again, and not to keep going back to the mentor idea, but I think I think it's important to like look at people that you admire and what they're doing and and reaching out. I think you have to really tap into that because you there might be somebody right under your nose who who might be able to give you some advice yeah. on how to get how to get involved or do you shadow somebody? you know, and really get a sense of what it is that they do. I, I just think you, you have to really, really look at, the, at what the opportunities are there. Yeah. So, and I, it could go either way. I think like you, you just, and you have to be, if you, if it's an industry that you love, you have to immerse yourself in it, yeah. you know, read what's happening in, in, in the trade publications and, and know who are the up and coming new talents. Yeah, do your homework. That, that's important. One hundred percent. There you go. You just summed it up. Yep. yep. Do your homework. Yep. Do your homework. And there might be something that unexpectedly. I, I, I think it's just really you have to put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. Absolutely. It's Every not going to come to you. No. It's not going to just come to you. Super you have to say, important. you know what? This is. I'm interested in this. Let me. See if I know somebody and would they, would they take a call with me so I could just learn more about it and understand who the players are. And maybe there's somebody that I know that can connect the dots. But again, with anything, I think it's, it's about relationships. So whether you get that from an internship or you get that from a professor at your school or somebody that you know I, I think it's, you've got to really go for it. Yep. And that's for people of all ages. Like in my, this later part in my career in the last 10 years, every opportunity I've had is really putting myself out there and getting in front of the right people and relationships that, that I've made. So it's not just when you're starting out, it's also when you're pivoting later on. And, and yeah, so important. it's relationships. And I yep. think that goes from when you're starting out and until you're more of a seasoned person you know, player in the field. I mean, some of my, some of the people I've worked with, I've grown up with them, literally have grown up with them. And it's just, that is that you start from the very beginning. So I think that's, you just have to be aware of that. It's just, it's relationships, but it's also thinking, oh, this could be an interesting opportunity. Why don't I put some feelers out? 
I just think you, you have to really be proactive. Absolutely. That's very important. Renee, this has all been so helpful. And I want to wrap it up with my signature question. And this is you specifically, and you've answered this by touching on so many important things for um, people starting out. But I want to ask you what you would tell your younger self, your 26-year-old, 20-something-year-old self now from where you sit today. I would say, do not sweat the small stuff. And I would say, you know what, just keep going. Keep, keep going, keep moving forward, keep doing your best and have that persistence that if if you, you have a goal in mind and you've got to visualize it and just go for it. Don't let anything get in your way. And if, if things don't work out as planned, it's okay. They're not always supposed to go as planned. So you've got to just kind of dust yourself off and keep going. I wish I knew that. I tell my kids that all the time. And I'm still experiencing that. There's still weeks where I'm like, oh, you know, that didn't feel so great. Or I wish this went in a different direction. But you know what, you've got to just every day start fresh. And, and visualize it. Absolutely. It's really, it really helps you get in that mindset of just keep moving forward. Good tip. Visualize it. I love that. That's something I never thought about in my 20s. No. I love it. No. And I think you hear more about it now, right? Which is great for our kids. And, and, you know, nobody told me that when I was in my 20s. No. So that is a, that's a gem to share. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. It was really amazing to have you. And I appreciate your time. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, Liana, thank you so much. I'm so happy to talk to you. For more information or to join our community, visit our website at monumentalme.com or follow us on Instagram at monumentalme.we. And if you have any suggestions for interviews, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at monumentalme.com. Thank you.